0: Section 17 of The American Rivals of Sherlock Holmes This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Rivals of Sherlock Holmes The Campaign Grafter by Arthur B. Reed Part 2 We met Miss Ashton the following morning, entering her office. Kennedy handed her a package and, in a few words which I did not hear, explained what he wanted, promising to call again later. When we called, the girls and other clerks had arrived, and the office was a hive of industry in the rush of winding up the campaign. Typewriters were clicking, clippings were being snipped out of a huge stack of newspapers, and pasted into large scrapbooks, circulars were being folded and made ready to mail for the final appeal. The room was indeed crowded, and I felt that there was no doubt, as Kennedy had said, that nothing much could go on there unobserved by anyone to whose interest it was to see it. Miss Ashton was sitting at her desk, with her hat on, directing the work. "'It works!' she remarked enigmatically to kennedy
1: good he replied i merely dropped in to be sure now if anything of interest happens miss ashton i wish you would let me know immediately i must not be seen up here but i shall be waiting downstairs in the corridor of the building my next move depends entirely on what you have to report downstairs craig waited with growing impatience
0: We stood in an angle in which we could see without readily being seen, and our impatience was not diminished by seeing Hanford enter the elevator. I think that Miss Ashton would have made an excellent woman detective, that is, on a case in which her personal feelings were not involved as they were here. She was pale and agitated as she appeared in the corridor, and Kennedy hurried toward her. I can't believe it! "'I won't believe it,' she managed to say. "'Tell me what happened,' urged Kennedy soothingly. "'Oh, Mr. Kennedy, why did you ask me to do this?' she reproached. "'I would almost rather not have known at all.'
1: "'Believe me, Miss Ashton,' said Kennedy, "'you ought to know. It is on you that I depend most. We saw Hanford go up. What occurred?' She was still pale
0: and replied nervously. Mr. Bennett came in about quarter to ten. He stopped to talk to me and looked about the room curiously. Do you know? I felt very uncomfortable for a time. Then he locked the door leading from the press bureau to his office and left word that he was not to be disturbed. A few minutes later a man called. Yes, yes, prompted Kennedy. Hanford, no doubt. She was racing on breathlessly, scarcely giving one a chance to inquire how she had learned so much. Why, she cried with a sort of defiant ring in her tone, Mr. Travis is going to buy those pictures after all, and the worst of it is that I met him in the hall coming in as I was coming down here, and he tried to act toward me the same old way, and that after all I know about him. They have fixed it all up, Mr. Bennett acting for Mr. Travis and this Mr. Hanford. They're even going to ask me to carry the money in a sealed envelope to the studio of this fellow Hanford to be given to a third person who will be there at two o'clock this afternoon. You, Miss Ashton? inquired Kennedy, a light breaking on his face as if at last he saw something. Yes, I, she repeated. Hanford insisted that it was part of the compact. "'They—they they haven't asked me openly yet "'to be the means of carrying out their dirty deals, "'but when they do, I—I I won't.'
1: "'Miss Ashton,' remonstrated Kennedy, "'I beg you to be calm. "'I had no idea you would take it like this. "'No idea. "'Please, please. "'Walter, you will excuse us "'if we take a turn down the corridor "'and out in the air. "'This is most extraordinary.' for five
0: or ten minutes kennedy and miss ashton appeared to be discussing the new turn of events earnestly while i waited impatiently as they approached again she seemed calmer but i heard her say i hope you're right i'm all broken up by it i'm ready to resign my faith in human nature is shaken no i won't expose wesley travis for his sake it cuts me to have to admit it but..." cadwallader used always to say that every man has his price i am afraid this will do great harm to the cause of reform and through it to the woman suffrage cause which casts its lot with this party i-i can hardly believe kennedy was
1: still looking earnestly at her miss ashton he implored believe nothing remember one of the first rules of politics is loyalty wait until wait she echoed
0: how can i i hate wesley travis for giving in more than i hate cadwallader brown for his cynical disregard of honesty in others she bit her lip at thus betraying her feelings but what she had heard had evidently affected her deeply it was as though the feet of her idol had turned to clay Nevertheless, it was evident that she was coming to look on it more as if she would, if she were an outsider.
1: "'Just think it over,' urged Kennedy. "'They won't ask you right away. Don't do anything rash. Suspend judgment. You won't regret it.'"
0: Craig's next problem seemed to be to transfer the scene of his operations to Hanford's studio. He was apparently doing some rapid thinking as we walked up town after leaving Miss Ashton and I did not venture to question him on what had occurred when it was so evident that everything depended upon being prepared for what was still to occur. Hanford was out. That seemed to please Kennedy, for with a brightening face, which told more surely than words that he saw his way more and more clearly, he asked me to visit the agent and hire the vacant office next to the studio while he went uptown to complete his arrangements for the final step. I had completed my part, and was waiting in the empty room when he returned. He lost no time in getting to work, and it seemed to me, as I watched him curiously in silence, that he was repeating what he had already done at the Travis headquarters. He was boring into the wall, only this time he did it much more carefully, and it was evident that if he intended putting anything into this cavity it must be pretty large. The hole was square, and as I bent over, I could see that he had cut through the plaster and laths all the way to the wallpaper on the other side, though he was careful to leave that intact. Then he set up a square black box in the cavity, carefully poising it and making measurements that told of the exact location of its center with reference to the partitions and walls. A skeleton key took us into Hanford's well lighted but now empty studio. For Miss Ashton's sake, I wished that the photographs had been there. I am sure Kennedy would have found slight compunction in a larceny of them if they had been. It was something entirely different that he had in mind now, however, and he was working quickly for fear of discovery. By his measurements, I guess that he was calculating as nearly as possible the center of the box which he had placed in the hole in the wall on the other side of the dark wallpaper. When he had quite satisfied himself, he took a fine pencil from his pocket and made a light cross on the paper to indicate it. The dot fell to the left of a large calendar hanging on the wall. Kennedy's appeal to Margaret Ashton had evidently had its effect, for when he saw her a few moments after these mysterious preparations, she had overcome her emotion. They have asked me to carry a note to Mr. Hanford's studio, she said quietly, and without letting them know that I know anything about it, I have agreed to do so.
1: Miss Ashton,
0: said Kennedy, greatly relieved, you're a trump no she replied smiling faintly i'm just feminine enough to be curious craig shook his head
1: but did not dispute the point after you have handed the envelope to the person whoever it may be in hanford's studio wait until he does something mm, suspicious meanwhile look at the wall on the side toward the next vacant office To the left of the big calendar you will see a light pencil mark, a cross. Somehow you must contrive to get near it, but don't stand in front of it. Then, if anything happens, stick this little number 10 needle in the wall right at the intersection of the cross. Withdraw it quickly, count 15, then put this little sticker over the cross and get out as best you can. So we shan't be far away if you should need us. That's all. We did not accompany her
0: to the studio for fear of being observed, but waited impatiently in the next office. We could hear nothing of what was said, but when a door shut and it was evident that she had gone, Kennedy quickly removed something from the box in the wall covered with a black cloth. As soon as it was safe, kennedy had sent me posting after her to secure copies of the incriminating photographs which were to be carried by her from the studio while he remained to see who came out i thought a change had come over her as she handed me the package with the request that i carry it to mr bennett and get them from him the first inkling i had That Kennedy had at last been able to trace back something in the mysterious doings of the past two days came the following evening when Craig remarked casually that he would like to have me call on Billy McLaughlin if I had no engagement. I replied that I had none and managed to squirm out of the one I really had. The boss's office was full of politicians, for it was the eve of dough day when the purse strings were loosed and a flood of potent argument poured forth to turn the tide of election hanford was there with the other ward healers
1: mr McLaughlin,
0: began kennedy quietly when we
1: were seated alone with hanford in the little sanctum of the boss you will pardon me if i seem a little slow in coming to the business that has brought me here to-night first of all i may say and you hanford being a photographer will appreciate it That ever since the days of daguerre photography has been regarded as the one infallible means of portraying faithfully any object scene or action indeed a photograph is admitted in court as irrefutable evidence for when everything else fails a picture made through the photographic lens almost invariably turns the tide however such a picture upon which the fate of an important case may rest should be subjected to critical examination for it is an established fact that a photograph may be made as untruthful as it may be reliable combination photographs change entirely the character of the initial negative and have been made for the past fifty years the easiest simplest and most harmless photographic deception Is the printing of clouds into a bare sky but the retoucher with his pencil and etching tool today is very skillful a workman of ordinary skill can introduce a person taken in a studio into an open-air scene well blended and in complete harmony without a visible trace of falsity i need say nothing of how one head can be put on another body in a picture nor need i say what a double exposure will do there is almost no limit to the changes that may be wrought in form and feature it is possible to represent a person crossing broadway or walking on riverside drive places he may never have visited thus a person charged with an offence may be able to prove an alibi by the aid of a skillfully prepared combination photograph where then can photography be considered as irrefutable evidence. The realism may convince all, will convince all, except the expert and the initiated after careful study. A shrewd judge will insist that in every case the negative be submitted and examined for possible alterations by a clever manipulator. Kennedy bent his gaze on McLaughlin. Now I do not accuse you, sir, of anything but a photograph has come into the possession of mr travis in which he is represented as standing on the steps of your house with yourself and mr cadwallader brown he and mr brown are in poses that show the utmost friendliness i do not hesitate to say that that was originally a photograph of yourself mr brown and your own candidate it is a pretty raw deal a fake in which travis has been substituted by very excellent photographic forgery
0: McLaughlin motioned to hanford to reply a fake repeated the latter contemptuously how about the affidavits
1: there's no negative you've got to prove that the original print stolen from travis will say is a fake you can't do it September 19th was the date alleged, I believe, asked Kennedy
0: quietly, laying down the bundle of metric photographs and the alleged photographs of Travis. He was pointing to a shadow of a gable on the house as it showed in the metric photographs and the others.
1: You see that shadow of the gable? Perhaps you never heard of it, Hanford, but it is possible to tell the exact time at which a photograph was taken from a study of the shadows it is possible in principle and practice and can be trusted almost any scientist may be called on to bear testimony in court nowadays but you would say the astronomer is one of the least likely well the shadow in this picture will prove an alibi for someone notice it is seen very prominently to the right and its exact location on the house is an easy matter. You could almost use the metric photograph for that. The identification of the gable casting the shadow is easy. To be exact, it is 19.62 feet high. The shadow is 14.23 feet down, 13.10 feet east, and 3.43 feet north. You see, I am exact. I have to be. In one minute, it moved 0.080 feet upward, 0.053 feet to the right, and 0.096 feet in its apparent path. It passes the width of the weather vane, 0.37 foot, in 4 minutes and 37 seconds.
0: Kennedy was talking rapidly of data which he had derived from his metric photograph, from plumb line, level, compass and tape, astronomical triangle, vertices, zenith, pole and sun, declination, azimuth, solar time, parallactic angles,
1: refraction, and a dozen bewildering terms. In spherical trigonometry, he concluded, To solve the problem, three elements must be known. I knew four. Therefore, I could take each of the known, treat it as unknown, and have four ways to check my result. I find that the time might have been either 3 o'clock, 21 minutes and 12 seconds, in the afternoon, or 3.21.31, or 3.21.29, or 3.21.33 the average is 32126 and there can therefore be no appreciable error except for a few seconds for that date must have been one of two days either may 22nd or july 23rd between these two dates we must decide on evidence other than the shadow it must have been in may as the immature condition of the foliage shows but even if it had been in July, that is far from being September. The matter of the year I have also settled. Whether conditions I find were favorable on all these dates, except that in September, I can really answer with an assurance and accuracy superior to that of the photographer himself, even if he were honest, as to the real date. The real picture, aside from being doctored, was actually taken last May. Science is not fallible, but exact in this matter. Kennedy had scored a palpable hit. McLaughlin and Hanford
0: were speechless. Still Craig hurried on. But
1: you may ask, how about the automobile picture? That also is an unblushing fake. Of course I must prove that. In the first place, you know that the general public has come to recognize the distortion of a photograph as denoting speed. A picture of a car in a race that doesn't lean is rejected. People demand to see speed, speed, more speed, even in pictures. Distortion does indeed show speed, but that, too, can be faked. Hanford knows that the image is projected upside down by the lens on the plate, and that the bottom of the picture is taken before the top. The camera mechanism admits light, which makes the picture in the manner of a roller-blind curtain. The slit travels from the top to the bottom, and the image on the plate being projected upside down, the bottom of the object appears on the top of the plate. For instance, the wheels are taken before the head of the driver. If the car is moving quickly, the image moves on the plate, and each successive part is taken a little in advance of the last the hole leans forward by widening the slit and slowing the speed of the shutter there is more distortion now this is what happened a picture was taken of cadwallader brown's automobile probably at rest with brown in it the matter of faking travis or anyone else by his side is simple if with an enlarging lantern the image of this faked picture is thrown on the paper like a lantern slide and if the right-hand side is a little further away than the left, the top further away than the bottom, you can print a fraudulent high-speed-ahead picture. True, everything else in the picture, even if motionless, is distorted, and the difference between this faking and the distortion of the shutter can be seen by an expert, but it will pass. In this case, however, the faker was so sure of that that he was careless instead of getting the plate further from the paper on the right he did so on the left it was further away on the bottom than on the top he got distortion all right enough still to satisfy the uninitiated but it was distortion in the wrong way the top of the wheel which goes fastest and ought to be most indistinct is in fact as sharp as any other part it is a small mistake but fatal that picture is really at high speed backwards it is too raw too raw you don't think people are going to swallow all that stuff do you asked hanford coolly
0: in spite of the exposures kennedy paid no attention he was looking at mclaughlin the boss was regarding him surly. well he said at length. What of all this? I had nothing to do with it. Why do you come to me? Take it to the proper parties. Shall I? asked Kennedy quietly. He uncovered another picture carefully. We could not see it, but as he looked at it, McLaughlin fairly staggered. Well where did you get that? he gasped. I got it where I got it, and it is no fake, replied Kennedy enigmatically. Then he appeared to think better of it. This, he
1: explained, is what is known as a pinhole photograph. Three hundred years ago, Della Porta knew the camera obscura, and but for the lack of a sensitive plate, would have made photographs. A box, thoroughly light tight slotted inside to receive plates, covered with black and glued tight, a needle hole made by a number 10 needle and a thin sheet of paper, and you have the apparatus for lensless photography. It has a correctness such as no image forming means by lens can have. It is literally rectographic, rectilinear, it needs no focusing, and it takes a wide angle with equal effect even pinhole snapshots are possible where the light is abundant with a ten to fifteen second exposure that picture mclaughlin was taken yesterday at hanford's after miss ashton left i saw who came out but this picture shows what happened before at a critical moment miss ashton stuck a needle in the wall of the studio counted fifteen closed the needle hole and there is the record. Walter Hanford, leave us alone an instant.
0: When Kennedy passed out of the boss's office, there was a look of quiet satisfaction on his face which I could not fathom. Not a word could I extract from him either that night or on the following day, which was the last before the election. I must say that I was keenly disappointed by the lack of developments, however. The whole thing seemed to me to be a mess. Everybody was involved. What had Miss Ashton overheard, and what had Kennedy said to McLaughlin? Above all, what was his game? Was he playing to spare the girl's feelings by allowing the election to go on without a scandal for Travis? At last, election night arrived. We were all at the Travis headquarters—Kennedy, Travis, Bennett, and myself. Miss Ashton was not present, but the first returns had scarcely begun to trickle in when Craig whispered to me to go out and find her, either at her home or club. I found her at home. She had apparently lost interest in the election, and it was with difficulty that I persuaded her to accompany me. The excitement of any other night in the year paled to insignificance before this. Distracted crowds everywhere were cheering and blowing horns. Now a series of wild shouts broke forth from the dense mass of people before a newspaper bulletin board; now came sullen groans, hisses and catcalls, or, altogether with cheers as the return swung in another direction. Not even baseball could call out such a crowd as this. Lights blazed everywhere. Automobiles honked and ground their gears. The lobster palaces were thronged. Police were everywhere. People with horns and bells and all manner of noise making devices pushed up one side of the thoroughfares and down the other. Hungrily, ravenously, they were feeding on the meager bulletins of news. Yet, back of all the noise and human energy, I could only think of the silent, Systematic gathering and editing of the news. High up in the league headquarters, when we returned, a corps of clerks was tabulating returns, comparing official and semi-official reports. As first the state swung one way, then another, our hopes rose and fell. Miss Ashton seemed cold and ill at ease, while Travis looked more worried and paid less attention to the returns than would have seemed natural. She avoided him, and he seemed to hesitate to seek her out. Would the upstate returns, I had wondered at first, be large enough to overcome the hostile city vote? I was amazed now to see how strongly the city was turning to Travis.
1: McLaughlin has kept his word,
0: ejaculated Kennedy, as district after district showed that the boss's pluralities were being seriously cut into
1: his word what do you mean we asked almost together i mean that he has kept his word given to me at a conference which mr jameson saw but did not hear i told him i would publish the whole thing not caring whom or where or when it hit if he did not let up on travis i advised him to read his revised statutes again about money in elections and I ended up with the threat: "There will be no do-day, McLaughlin, or this will be prosecuted to the limit." There was no do-day. You see the effect in the returns. But how did you do
0: it? I asked, not comprehending. The fake photographs did not move him—that I could see. The words "faked photographs" caused Miss Ashton to glance up quickly i saw that kennedy had not told her or anyone yet until the boss had made good he had simply arranged one of his little dramas
1: shall i tell miss ashton he asked adding before i complete my part of the compact and blot out the whole affair
0: i have no right to say no she answered tremulously But with a look of happiness that I had not seen since our first introduction, Kennedy laid down a print on a table. It was the pinhole photograph, a little blurry, but quite convincing. On a desk in the picture was a pile of bills. McLaughlin was shoving them away from him toward Bennett. A man who was facing forward in the picture was talking earnestly to someone who did not appear. I felt intuitively. Even before Kennedy said so, that the person was Miss Ashton herself as she stuck the needle into the wall. The man was Cadwallader
1: Brown. Travis, demanded Kennedy, bring the account books of your campaign. I want the miscellaneous account particularly. The books were brought, and he
0: continued, turning the leaves.
1: It seemed to me to show a shortage. Of nearly twenty thousand dollars the other day. Why, it has been made up. How was that, Bennett? Bennett was speechless. I will tell you, Craig proceeded inexorably. Bennett, you embezzled that money for your business. Rather than be found out, you went to Billy McLaughlin and offered to sell out the reform campaign for money to replace it. With the aid of the crook, Hanford. McLaughlin's tool, you worked out the scheme to extort money from Travis by forged photographs. You knew enough about Travis's house and library to frame up a robbery one night, when you were staying there with him. It was inside work, I found, at a glance. Travis, I am sorry to have to tell you that your confidence was misplaced. It was Bennett who robbed you, and worse. But, Cadwallader Brown, always close to his creature billy mclaughlin heard of it to him it presented another idea to him it offered a chance to overthrow a political enemy and a hated rival for miss ashton's hand perhaps into the bargain it would disgust her with politics disillusion her and shake her faith in what he believed to be some of her radical notions all could be gained at one blow They say that a checkbook knows no politics, but Bennett has learned some, I venture to say, and to save his reputation he will pay back what he has tried to graft. Travis could hardly believe it yet. How did you get your first hint? he gasped.
0: Kennedy was digging into the wall with a bill file at the place where he had buried the little vulcanized disk. I had already guessed that it was a dictograph though I could not tell how it was used or who used it. There it was, set squarely in the plaster. There also were the wires running under the carpet. As he lifted the rug under Miss Ashton's desk, there also lay the huge circles of wire. That was all. At this moment Miss Ashton stepped forward. Last Friday, she said in a low tone, i wore a belt which concealed a coil of wire about my waist from a wire ran under my coat connecting with a small dry battery in a pocket over my head i had an arrangement such as the telephone girls wear with a receiver at one ear connected with the battery no one saw it for i wore a large hat which completely hid it if anyone had known and there were plenty of eyes watching the whole thing would have fallen through I could walk around no one could suspect anything but when i stood or sat at my desk i could hear everything that was said in mr bennett's office
1: by induction
0: explained kennedy
1: the impulses set up in the concealed dictograph set up currents in the coils of wire concealed under the carpet they were wirelessly duplicated by induction in the coil about miss ashton's waist and so affected the receiver under her very becoming hat. Tell the rest, Miss Ashton.
0: "'I heard the deal arranged with with this Hanford,' she added, almost as if she were confessing something, but not understanding it as Mr. Kennedy did. "'I very hastily condemned Mr. Travis. "'I heard talk of putting back twenty thousand into the campaign accounts, "'of five thousand given to Hanford for his photographic work, and—' "'of the way Mr. Travis was to be defeated, whether he paid or not. "'I heard them say that one condition was that I should carry the purchase money. "'I heard much that must have confirmed Mr. Kennedy's suspicion in one way, "'and my own in an opposite way, which I know now was wrong. "'And then Cadwallader Brown in the studio taunted me cynically, and "'and it cut me, for he seemed right.' i hope that mr travis will forgive me for thinking that mr bennett's treachery was his a terrific cheer broke out among the clerks in the outer office a boy rushed in with a still unblotted report kennedy
1: seized it and read mclaughlin concedes the city by a small majority to travis fifteen election districts estimated this clinches the reform league victory in the state I turned to
0: Travis. He was paying no attention except to the pretty apology of Margaret
1: Ashton. Kennedy drew me to the door. We might as well concede Miss Ashton to Travis, he said, adding gaily, by induction of an arm about the waist. Let's go out and watch the crowd. The End End of
0: The Campaign Grafter by Arthur B. Reed Part 2. Read by D.A. Frank, Tallahassee, Florida.